Hey everyone, welcome back to the show and I'm super excited you tuned in and you will be too because I have a wonderful friend and colleague Shelly Lefko coming on. She is the co-founder of the Lefko Institute and her work has helped thousands of people, tens of thousands actually, get rid of unwanted patterns such as procrastination and not speaking up for yourself or move, not moving towards what you really want. And she really helps people move forward toward your dream by eliminating the beliefs that cause you to have these patterns in place. She's an international speaker, author, and facilitator of the Lefko Method. Welcome, Shelley. Thanks, Jill. It's so good to be here with you. Always great to be here with you. And I, I know um, I just love to pop right into it because you're so brilliant and I want them to be, uh, shall we say, amazed by the things that everyone's going to learn today. And I want to know, what do you think, what do you think keeps us from doing and having everything we desire? Well, for the past 30 years, I've been um, figuring that out and we definitely know that it is your beliefs about yourself and life, most of which are unconscious. We don't even know that we have these beliefs, but they totally determine our behavior, our emotions, and even our reality. So I always say to people, if I told you that Bill Gates has the belief, money is scarce and hard to get, would you believe me? No. And yet nobody knows Bill Gates, but they all know he doesn't have that belief. So people who believe life is hard have hard lives. And um, what I've discovered is that underlying patterns, and by a pattern, I mean procrastination, um, worrying about what people think of you, not speaking up for yourself, getting into and staying into relate in relationships that are not nurturing, and underlying every fear of public speaking. Um, in fact, fear of public speaking is the only pattern that has the exact same beliefs for every single person. I mean, four sessions, done deal. So can I, can I interrupt you there for a minute? Because I'm just yeah. curious, in all the people you've worked with, what do you think is the main big belief that everyone holds? Yeah, I'm going to tell you what it is, but I want to also, so the belief is I'm not good enough. That's the belief. And I think in 30 years, I've never, and I have clients in every country around the world, Kuwait, Syria, uh, and everybody has that belief pretty much. Well, I wanna just say what I mean when I use the word belief, it's very, I use my words very carefully. So a belief is a statement about reality that you believe is the truth. So it's not wishy-washy, it's not maybe, it is that's the truth. And when something is the truth, something else isn't. <laughs> so it really shuts down possibilities. And, and the, way, the way a lot of us um, overcome our beliefs is if you have a belief called, I'm not good enough, it's like a beach ball and you have to hold it underwater because nobody wants to walk around feeling not good enough. So if you have a belief, what makes me good enough are my achievements you're going to be a workaholic because you're going to have to keep working and working and working to hold that beach ball called I'm not good enough. You have to keep achieving. If you believe what makes me good enough is pleasing people, you're going to have to keep pleasing them. If you believe what makes me good enough is taking care of people, you're going to be a caretaker. So these beliefs, um, we call them survival strategy beliefs. They're very driven and they drive our behavior. So we're not at choice in life. 
Well, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, listen, the truth is everybody's run by their beliefs, right? What, oh. how, yeah, but how do you think the beliefs keep us from getting what we really want? Well, let's assume you want to raise and you have the belief, if I speak up, I'll be rejected or what I have to say is not important or the second most common belief, I'm not important. You're going to say, okay, I'm going to ask for a raise. And then the little voice in your head is going to go, well, you're not going to get it because you're not good enough and you're not important. And you can't ask because what you have to say and what you want is not important. So all of these beliefs, if you're in a meeting and you want to speak up and um, you know you say you, you have this thought and you open your mouth and the little voice says, oh, you know, what if people think you're stupid? Or, you know, and, and that belief is what makes me good enough is having other people think well of me. And that belief keeps you from being authentic. When I got rid of that belief, Jill, my entire life changed. I call it my Martin Luther King Jr. moment because I was free at last. And I went to Croatia and spoke in front of 600 people. And I know that not every one of them is going to like me. I'm just not every, nobody is everybody's person, you know? Um, and so when I read my feedback now, I just say, well, do a lot of people say that? And if they do, I fix what's wrong. And if one person says it, I say, well, I'm sorry, you thought I was boring. <laughs> you know, no, it is else seems to. Yeah. Isn't that interesting how one thing that someone who may not even be really important in your life will say can send us down some rabbit hole? And then the question is, what do we do then? Totally. And, and I watch parents throw their kids under the bus because some stranger is not going to think well of their kid because they're screaming or crying or throwing a tantrum. And as opposed to tending to your child, you know, you're worried, oh, God, stop going right now, you know. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yes, that belief really, really runs us and keeps us from, you know, launching. You know, I know you teach people a lot, but what one of the things you teach, you know, is you get people opportunities to um, get media attention. And I've had clients who call me and say, I have these opportunities and I won't take them because I have a fear of public speaking or because I'm afraid. And that's what makes me good enough is having other people think well of me. And you're terrified to put yourself out there. And it stops people tremendously. Hmm. Well, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it a lot. People get really scared or nervous. And part of it, and I know I love your work because you really help people to get over that, to get through their beliefs. But you know, and, and really make something happen. And I'm, I'm curious, how do beliefs get formed? Oh, it's my favorite question, because it's so, it's the easiest to answer. How to get rid of them is a harder answer. <laughs> but that's, an, that's wonderful. So we come into this world, Jill, and we don't know anything about ourselves, life, people, or the world. You know, I have a grandson, and I watched him be born and he comes into this world and it's like, whoa, what's this? So if, if I always ask people, what, are, what does your child do when you come home at the end of the day? And every client in every country says the same thing. They run to me. And I say, well, what do they want? Affection, attention, and acknowledgement. That's what every child on the planet wants. And then I say, well, what's the one word question every child asks all day long? People who don't even have kids know it's why. 
why are mommy and daddy criticizing me? Why can't I live up to their expectations? Oh, I see. I'm not good enough. Why am I not getting attention? Oh, I see. I'm not important. Why are my parents struggling and complaining about money all the time? Oh, I see. Money is scarce and hard to get. And we look at this little environment that we grow up in, which is our world for five years before you ever step out of the house. And if you're criticized a lot, you're going to conclude I'm stupid. I'm not capable. I'm not as if you're compared, you're going to conclude I'm not as smart as, as others. And here's why our beliefs stay with us throughout 400 courses <laughs> and our lifetimes. We think we actually see our beliefs in the world. I saw that I wasn't good enough. And you can't not believe something you think you see. If I told you this was red, you'd say, no, Shelly, this is purple, right? I see it's purple. So if you can see something, it's the truth. And our beliefs are not something you can see. So I've worked with five, I hate to say it because I lose credibility, but I actually worked with five Harvard PhDs who had the belief I'm stupid. Wow. And they saw their fathers criticize them or they saw whatever they saw as children. And they still think, and they know like, yeah, I know I went to Harvard, but I conned my way through Harvard. So evidence doesn't get rid of your beliefs until you go through the process where you get I never saw that money was scarce and hard to get. I just saw my parents struggling. So are you saying we just we just form these beliefs and and no matter what and how smart you are, how smart you're, you know, what you've accomplished or not, it, there's somehow we just accumulate these beliefs because of what people are telling us, right? More or less? Well, or not so much what they're telling us, what they're showing us, okay. like and and what they're saying. And it's not people, it's mostly parents. Oh, because these are the people that your survival depends upon. These are the people who, you know, they're big and they know how to do everything and they can cook and drive and they can go to work and they seem to know the answers to everything. You know, it's not till our kids are teenagers that they wake up to the fact that we don't really know everything. <laughs> they wake up one day and go, you don't know anything. <laughs> But right, that's a whole nother. That's a whole, that's nother. A whole nother conversation. But so, what would you what would you tell people? Like, what's what's a great first thing they can do? Obviously, work with you, and that's powerful, absolutely powerful. Yeah. I know you eliminate these problems really quickly. But yeah. is, is there just something that somebody can do as a first step to start eliminating these? Well, the first thing is to realize that anytime you're stuck. People think it's, oh, I'm stupid or, oh, I can't do this or, oh, I'm not capable or, you know, it's, it's the circumstances, it's COVID, it's this. And if you stop and ask yourself the question, logically, what, so you look at your pattern and a pattern is something you do over and over and over again, right? I procrastinate, that's very common. You know, right before you procrastinate, what thought do you have? Like, Oh, does it, why bother? No matter what I do, it's never going to be good enough. That's a belief. 
And if you listen to yourself speak, you'll hear yourself say things like somebody will say, oh, you're so smart. And you'll go, oh, no, I'm not. I'm really not smart. I just learned that, you know. And, and if you just become aware of your conversation and you look at where you're stuck in life, what would somebody believe? This always amazed me when I first started my practice. What would somebody have to believe to stay in an abusive relationship? What could you believe? If you believed I deserve the best life has to offer, would you be in an abusive relationship? No. So the first thing you have to do is, is to try to come up with the beliefs. And then I'm gonna give everybody access to the process. And if you can plug your own words in, you can do, you can actually get rid of a belief on your own. Wow, I love that. Well, that actually brings me to a wonderful opportunity that all of our viewers and listeners get. And that is the opportunity to have part of the LEFCO process, the LEFCO method, right? So tell us, how do we get this wonderful access to your gift? So I want to make one distinction first. There is a difference between um, getting rid of a pattern and getting rid of a belief, so if you want to, if you get rid of beliefs, that's great. You'll feel freedom and you'll see possibilities you didn't see before. But if you want to get rid of a pattern, you have to get rid of all the beliefs underneath it. So as I said, with fear of public speaking, there are 11 beliefs and three conditionings. You get rid of those beliefs, you will never have fear of public speaking again. First time somebody had, uh, I asked my daughter, would you ever have a fear of public speaking? And she looked at me and she said, what? And I said, if there were a thousand people in the room, would you feel fear? And she looked at me and she said, will they have weapons? <laughs> it really spoke to that public speaking is not scary. So, so, the her, URL, her. yeah. So, so the URL is um, recreateyourlife.com. So it's R E, recreateyourlife.com. And um, they give you three of the most common beliefs to choose from. And I think one of them is mistakes and failures are bad. And even though you might have written, read every business book about how that's not true, I bet if you really look at your life, when you make a mistake or fail, you either beat yourself up or you don't do things for fear of failure. So even knowing that, doesn't get rid of the belief. So if you can access that one, do that one and do I'm not good enough. They're life changers. Shelley, that's very generous of you. And I invite all of my viewers, I mean, go check this out. She is brilliant in her field. And frankly, I want for all of you to be free. And so does Shelley, right? I do. It's why I get out of bed every morning. <laughs> I love that. And I'm so glad that you've uh, helped us and that you got out of bed this morning to, yeah. to really help us. And I just thank you so much for being here. And is there any just like, shall we say, last word or comment that you want to leave us with? Just know that who you really are are not your beliefs, that you are the creator of your beliefs. You existed before they did. And here's the thing that you get at the end of this process. You create your beliefs, but your beliefs create your life. So if you create the beliefs that create your life, who you really are is the creator of your life. You are the possibility of possibilities 
you are pure consciousness. And in that space, anything is possible. Well, that was a like, mic drop moment. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, Shelly. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Jilly. <laughs> and thank you, everybody, for watching the show. So glad that you're here today. Go check out jilllublin.com. And I'm so delighted to have all of you. And we'll see you next time on the show. Bye, everyone. Bye.